0: The following program is brought to you in Living Color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Would you be interested in hearing a radio show? You are absolutely atrocious. Come on, man. At least listen to what I have to say.
1: There is one person in charge of every office in America, and that person is Charles Darwin. We need to evolve into dudes who score. It naturally follows that if we can significantly reduce the inappropriate use of equipment, you should, like, copy your butt. We'll also Don't significantly run. reduce
2: the number of accidents.
0: And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rose! Come on, I love you, Rose. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now guess me, Savior.
1: And the Bob Matthews Show is back on the air thanks to the HTTN. Not only are we back, but the NFL is back as well as DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all players $200 in free bets. New players, free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more any week one game. So just head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with the same game parlays. That's where the real money's at. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any game week one. Remember, THPN. That's promo code THPN to get you a THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well, we are definitely on to Los Angeles, the Chargers, that is, uh, Sunday, or Saturday night, that one is uh, not going to go down as any kind of preseason classic. You should have known that we were kind of in for that uh, sort of a game, a, um, what, 37-3 to loss to the Ravens, because of the fact that uh, none of the starters played. In fact, it wasn't just that none of the starters played, but As I was sitting there in the press box watching it, you didn't see much of anybody that is going to be on this team playing most of the game. In fact, one defensive stand, one of the many touchdowns that Baltimore scored, I saw two players on the field that are actually going to see playing time this year. And that's Jimmy Moreland and Tim Settle and everybody else wasn't just a backup but was a training camp body so read absolutely nothing into what you saw uh, as far as the regular season goal goes Saturday night Um, except for a few things one of which is that Kyle Allen will not be active on game days Uh, I think that he showed that uh, Taylor Heineke is the better of the backup quarterbacks and Kyle the Kyle Allen experiment is pretty much over, I think, and we also saw that Steven Montez uh, is not going to be on this roster come Tuesday. That's just a fact. I mean, it was, it was unwatchable. That's how bad it was. Now, you didn't, you, it was supposed to be unwatchable the first quarter or so when Lamar Jackson in the starting offense for the Ravens was out there, and we saw how that worked out as J.K. Dobbins, Uh, blew out his knee in the first quarter, and we find out today that he's uh, torn his ACL, so he is done for the year. Rod Rivera said after the game he wasn't playing his starters just for that reason. He did not want to see that happen. So what you saw last night was the entire, what, 80-odd man roster that you have go out um, before the game in pregame. um, Everybody got some sort of a workout in. Everybody stretched. And then the guys that dressed out to play uh, were not just third string guys, but fourth and fifth string guys. Uh, the majority of the people that you saw on the field, you will not see on the field in the regular season. Again, not one starter and not a whole lot of backups were out there playing. So it makes it stands to reason that Lamar Jackson would, uh, you know, would, would take the team down the field the Ravens offense, Uh, lucky that uh, David Bata got a sack on him on third down there deep in in Washington territory, and then they missed the field goal. So, um, you know, that kept the game temporarily, nothing, nothing. But then, um, you know, uh, Todd Hundley came in and looked like the second coming of Johnny Unitas. I mean, you know, Unitas-like numbers out there. Runley's final stat, sna- uh, stats, and he played the entire game after Jackson went out. Twenty-four for thirty-three, two hundred eighty-five yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he, you know, he looked great. I mean, Baltimore looks like it has a pretty good backup quarterback. If God forbid anything happens to Lamar Jackson this year, uh, Gus Edwards played well when he was in there. Only got two carries uh, for the Ravens, uh, but you know they were for it was for twenty-seven yards. And the uh, the Burgundy and Gold had pretty much no offense. Kyle Allen was 10 out of 22 for 100 yards. Steven Montez was even worse, 5 of 10 for 28. And, I mean, some of his longest throws were 7 to 8 yards out of bounds. Um, there were some guys that probably solidified their spot on the roster. I think Dax Milne might stick as a wide receiver. He had three catches for 36 yards. Antonio Gandy-Golden is making it hard for the team not to keep him. Isaiah Wright could be in some trouble um, after not really producing. Last night, just one catch for twelve yards, three targets. Jarrett Patterson was um, was a little nervous last night. He had a bunch of drops. I think he had at least three that I counted. Might have had more. But um, Rivera said after the game that it was he. He thought it was he chalked it up to nerves, saying that uh, the rookie was trying to do too much. So again, don't read too much into what you saw on the field. Um, because again, the third preseason game was used as what used to be the old fourth preseason game. And that's just get out of there without taking a major injury like the Ravens did. Let's go get you some exclusive locker room access. Although this year, technically it is the interview room because reporters aren't allowed in the locker room. However, nevertheless... I digress. We're going to hear from Ron Rivera. We're also going to hear from Dustin Hopkins, who had a very, very worrisome first kick there, and he's going to explain that one to us. And we're also going to hear from defensive tackle David Bata had a sack of Lamar Jackson, and he is an interesting story because he's part of the international program, having being a native of Germany and started his career in the German Football League. Yes, they actually have that. We talked to the coach this morning, and one of the first things we wanted to know uh, when it comes to finalizing the roster, which he and the coaching staff are going to do here in the next couple of days, injuries. Uh, there were a couple of guys that were held out because of injuries last night. So what does? how does that factor into making these final roster cuts going into week one?
2: Well, it's going to be important as we discuss it. That's for sure, uh, Nikki. to be honest with you. Um, you know, we're, we're working through that right now. I just finished up with the coaches. Uh, I'm going to meet with uh, Martin, Marty, uh, Eric, Chris, and uh, and, and uh, Tim Tim Gribble in a, in a little bit. But, um, you know, as we go through this, that's most certainly a consideration just because of what's happened in the past.
0: And for Samus Reyes, you know, how, how will you guys as a coaching staff approach continuing to develop while also ensuring the team as a whole has the immediate contributors it, it needs on every play?
2: Well, it's going to be about uh, the depth. If we can keep the depth the way we need to do, to, uh, to allow us to do that. Um, we do think he is a guy that most certainly is still in the developmental stages of his career. But at the same time, you know, we we got we to gotta really vet that before we make a decision on what we want to do and how we want to do it with that position.
1: And that could be very uh, important along the defensive line. Uh, Casey Tuhill. Defensive end that was here, was here was with Washington last year, uh, but's been hurt lately. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with him because, you know, defensive end is one of the positions where, yeah, you you know, you're great when you start the game. You got Jason Montez out there. That's fine. But who's backing them up? Without Ryan Kerrigan, they're looking for guys that can play some, you know, play a quality number of snaps. James Smith-Williams, they're pretty much penciling in for that. But you can't have too many pass rushers. And so, you know, Will Casey Tuhill, he is one of those guys that is a little dicked up. How quick is he going to be able to get back? Does that perhaps cost him a roster spot or not? One of the things that you've probably noticed this year is that, at least from the coach's standpoint, from the organization standpoint, there's a lot of depth on this team. And I think most people, again, um, Saturday night aside, I think it's uh, pretty – realistic to say that yeah there is depth at positions you're not looking around this year at a whole lot of places saying if this guy gets hurt what are they going to do so we asked ron because there is so much depth at so many positions does that make it hard to make these final cuts to get down to 53
2: well some of the things that you have to look at too is just you know how deep is it um, is it and and is the last guy on your roster a guy that you're going to say, hey, he's going to develop, or are you going to say, you know, we, we're keeping him because of? And if that's the situation, then you most certainly do look at that at, at, at potentially turning that spot over. You know, you, you people say, oh, you you have to turn over your 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 bottom four or five or whatever. Um, you don't necessarily need to do that, especially if you think your bottom four or five guys you're going to develop. Um, if you do have a question on your bottom four or five, yeah, then you're looking to turn that over.
1: OK, so bottom line, then what happens tomorrow as far from Rivera's perspective when he and the rest of the powers that be in the organization meet to decide who
2: makes the 53 and who doesn't? The the, the thing that I look at, the thing that I'll, I'll consider is, you know, is just how much each of these guys are going to be able to help us. Um, and then also how much of these guys are guys that we're trying to keep for the future. You know, these guys that are a year or two away. Um, you know, that'll play into, into, into the decision that we make eventually. Um, you know, I know at the end of it, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll bear the brunt of it because of the responsibility. But, you know, with all the input and everything we talk about, you know, we're going to we're gonna try and make sure the guys we keep, we really truly feel are going to be the guys that help us the most. Um, some of them will be immediate help and some will be down the line
1: help. And when you hear him say some might be down the line help, that's when you start thinking about guys like, uh, Samus Reyes and David Bata. Bata, who we're gonna hear from in a second. First though, we gotta we gotta hear from Dustin Hopkins. And speaking of guys, they may want to be upgrading from at a certain point during this season. Hopkins has not had uh, a great training camp at least in the games. Now he's kicked fine in practice, but there is something about the games that is he has been just a little bit shaky. Uh, Rivera said that, as of right now, he's got no problem. He is rolling with Hopkins, doesn't see it as being a concern, figures he's going to hit flip the switch once, uh, once the regular season starts in uh, about, what, two weeks from today, 13 days, something like that. Um, but, you know, there is, there is some concern. Now, obviously, what everybody is concerned with is that first uh, field goal last night. Uh, that barely got off the ground. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't describe it as anything more than a shank. And it really had, as you can hear in the background, it really had the Wolves howling last night. Hopkins said after the game uh, that, that he took responsibility for it. He owned it, said it was his fault, said the problem was a lack of pre-snap preparation on his part. I'm
3: going out there. We call for field goal. It's, it's one of those situations, are we planning a field goal? Run out, call field goal. Um, I'm looking at the play clock. And uh, well, let me backtrack. You know, I've talked to y'all, I think I've said this before, of wanting to be process-oriented. And so if, if, I, if I put myself in a position to be successful through the process that kinda I set up pre-snap, I can live with the results. Tonight, my, my process was not good on the first kick, and it bothers me. Um, so trying to be process-oriented, uh, going to that kick, I'm looking at the play clock, and all I'm thinking about is trying to hurry up. And I didn't have any of the keys that I usually have going into a kick that typically make me successful. And so I hate that uh, a huge mental error led to poor physical execution. Um, and then recognizing that after and being able to make sure that I'm just harping on those keys, uh, I was able to come out and, and hit a better ball. So um, yeah, I guess just learning through every rep, but also getting that gaining that chemistry. Um, which he's in in timing and rhythm. Uh it's 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 hard unless you're in it to feel like um how even small um pauses or small uh jumping it can like um change the way you feel going into a ball. And uh there are things that I can do. Like ultimately I'm the last guy to get a look at the ball uh and I need to I need to make kicks and uh I've been playing long enough where that that falls on me, and I I want to do that better. Uh, so, just learning, I guess.
1: Very forthright about it last night, uh, and you know, owned up to his struggles during the games here in preseason. Rivera said earlier today that they are sticking with Hopkins because of the fact that. They do feel he can uh, flip the switch and get this corrected in time for the regular season, cited the fact that he made 13 of 14 kicks down the stretch last year, helping Washington win the division and hanging that playoff game with Tampa Bay until the fourth quarter. We also talked with David Bata last night. Now, Bata's an interesting case. Um, He is a native of, I believe it's Berlin, Uh, might be Munich. I'll have to check on that. And he's in the international program, which means that if uh, Washington wants to keep him on the practice squad, they can. And it doesn't—he doesn't take up a slot on on the practice squad. He's kind of like he kind of has kind of an exempt spot, kind of like Samus Reyes. If they didn't want to keep if they didn't want to keep him on the active roster, now he would still have to clear waivers. It's a very con- long, convoluted process to stay, but they do have a chance to keep him. Uh, and Baddo's a- actually had one of the few highlights for Washington last night in that he was credited with the sack of Lamar Jackson to snuff out that first Raven scoring drive in the first quarter.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> was unbelievable! I didn't notice this is, uh, Lamar. Anyways, I, I rushed and I saw I saw the quarterback and I sacked him uh it's unbelievable like I came from back from Germany uh, as international player now I'm here rushing against the first from uh, from Baltimore that played last in the playoffs I think so um I want to show like even an international player can rush and play football here in America in the NFL
1: yeah and Ron Rivera says that uh, Bata has a chance to be a, a decent player given a couple of years' development. So it remains to be seen if they'll be able to get him to clear waivers and be able to keep him on the practice squad. He has got a couple of pretty good tutors uh, in the pass rush game, he says, and Chase Young and Montez Sweat, who are constantly offering him advice on how to get better. They help
2: me every time. Like every drive I come out, they tell me there run Anderson and everything. Um, they help me a lot, like every play, every time I come out. They'll say me hey, which mistake I'm gonna, I gonna make and help me every every drive.
1: And we'll we'll find out on Tuesday if he makes the 53-man roster or not. All right, we got to get out of here. We will talk to you later in the week. Thanks as always to DraftKings for helping make it possible. Go sign up for a free account today, will you? See you later in the week. We'll talk about the final 53. And remember, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.